Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News. I'm Ben and I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. And we're going to talk about some random shit we've heard on the internet. Mm. Big news of course is the England game tonight. Yeah. 55 years of hurt, maybe an end. Could maybe. be. When this comes out, you'll know listening. Yeah, you'll know the result. But we are all incredibly nervous. We are, yeah. I have actually pooped my pants a little bit. What that smell was. Yeah. Oh. I also jizzed in it too, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, what's the first one then, Mike? <laughs> oh, the My Pillow CEO. I'm following this story at the moment. That's why we've had it a couple of weeks on the run. Oh, right. Man. It will be the talk of the world. The My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, gives an exact date for Trump's return to the White House in bizarre conspiracy. Yeah. My friends uh, are believing. The thing is, though. Who's more qualified to talk about this? Various political experts with degrees and higher educations or the man that makes a pillow? Makes a pillow? He's the head of my pillow. Oh. Which make nice pillows. So who, who's more qualified to talk about this? I was going to say that the political class haven't done a very good job of predicting most recent elections, have they? No. Biden, no. Biden aside and the Tories. But they get a bit better at it. There was a period where they just got it completely wrong... Brexit, yeah. Trump, yeah. There was two biggies. Yeah. But I'd still take their advice over this. No bed. <clears throat> so, the reinstatement theory that Donald Trump will return to the White House never has an exact date thanks to the man who says he inception the idea into the former president's mind. I know when the exact date is. Is it the 13th of August? No, that's when hell freezes over. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> Presumably that'll be the 13th of August then, because that's what CEO uh, of uh, My Pillow, Mike Lindell, says the morning of Friday the 13th, uh, Mr. Trump will be president again and it'll be the talk of the world. Friday the 13th. Isn't that a bit Illuminati-ish? Possibly. It is, isn't it? It's the... Well, what they call it, Ben? Rosicrucians, is it? Rosicrucians, you could link that to the Freemasons. Yeah. The Illuminati. What was the uh, order before them? Back in the day, back in the Crusades. Oh, the Templars. That's it. Well, so they've got something to do with Friday the 13th. Would you like to know what they had to do with Friday the 13th? Didn't they get wiped out on that day? Yes, they did. Yeah. Mm. The French king basically set it up as like, right, Friday the 13th, everyone by then, everyone get into position, and then we'll just grab them all on the morning. That's why it's considered unlucky. Unlucky, yeah. Yeah, well, unlucky for some if you're a Knights Templar. Yeah. Yeah. So how's he? How's he going to get in then? Because some conspiracy well, that... theorists are saying that it's going to be overturned because they're going to find out that you know there was mass fraud. What's he suggesting, or is he just you know did this come to him in a dream? I think it came to him in a dream, to be honest. While, while he was, and he, he said while he was chewing his pillow. Well, he's yes. chewing his pillow, yeah. Or being bummed, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, whatever he wants to do. Well, I know he's probably anti-gay, so I just find it yeah. ironic if he was being bummed. I'm making an assumption there. I don't actually know who he is, but you know, whatever. He's not sodomy free. Has he come out and said he's sodomy free? Uh, <laughs> you've got to do it these days, <laughs> isn't it? I just want to come out and say that I'm sodomy free. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Quote from him. Hurry up, let's get this election pulled down. Let's right the right. Let's get those communists out, you know, that have taken over, he told. Brannon Hauser of Worldview Weekend Broadcast Network, as flagged by the left-wing activist group Patriot Takes. The specific... Uh, specificity. Specificity. Wow. 
is in stark contrast to Mr Lindell's comments to the Daily Beast in June that the August date was subjective, but he hoped the proof would come out by the end of the month. So the proof of this ballot thing, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's... Uh, We'll see what they say. Uh, so the, the New York Times reporter Maggie Haveman reported on the 1st of June that Mr Trump was telling people he expects to be reinstated by August. The next day, Mr Lindell told the Daily Beast that he probably inspired the idea after publicly saying the ex-president would be reinstated, which he said in late March during the War Room podcast of Steve Bannon. <laughs> The month of August for this is subjective, Lindor told the outlet. It is my hope that Donald Trump is reinstated after all the proof comes out by the end of August. But I don't know if it'll be that month. Specifically, I started saying August about four weeks ago. That was my estimation. When it was February, then it was March, then it was April, now it's August. Yeah, it's bullshit, isn't it? So just, just let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, he says, right, so the quote again is, right now the biggest concern is get this election pulled down. Donald Trump won. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, there are many down ticket too. They did they did too and stuff. You'll find all that out. And it makes no sense. No, he's an idiot. idiot. He makes pillows. <laughs> uh, you know, let's not forget the man makes pillows. He's made a lot of money making pillows, but he still makes pillows. The arrogance of just not being able to say, you know what, I lost. All this took, oh, it's, if you say, oh, if I lose, it's fake, it's a fake election, if I lose, it's fraud. If he'd have won, it wouldn't have been fake then, would it? There'd have been no fraud then if he'd have won. He'd have been, oh, we won, we're the best. Yeah. It's, it's just double standards. And I don't see why this Mike Lindell's so fucking up the sucking Trump's orange wiener. Which is what he appears to want. Well, so maybe he's... Eyeing a place in the administration if he gets back in. Mm. That's what. Oh, he's already in cahoots with him. Maybe my pillow will be the official pillow providers to the mm. US government. Every time someone in the US government needs a pillow, it'll be a my pillow. Mm. I don't know. You mean the army? The army, FBI people on stakeouts. <laughs> you know, anytime someone employed by the US government needs a pillow, it'll be one of these. Maybe. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Like that Nazi becoming Pope. That. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, next up. I make jewellery from the teeth of dead loved ones to help people grieve. I don't see how that works. I saw this this morning. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. I actually picked the same news for myself later. Oh. I just like teeth. Teeth. Teeth aren't attractive at all. It's a bit creepy, isn't it? Jackie Williams, 29, sells necklaces, rings and bracelets using remains as well as precious gemstones. Oh, God. They look awful. <laughs> oh, that, that there, right? Like, take away them gemstones. That looks like some kind of medieval torture device. Right, yeah. <laughs> they got good teeth, though, you know. No, you know, well, give them no that. nasty bits. Give them that. Yeah. As well as teeth, Jackie uses hair, ashes, and has even been asked to create a necklace from an IUD. Uh, What's an IUD? A uterine device, is it? Yeah. All right. It's well, what they do to stop. Um, it's contraceptive. Yeah, it it's stops the coil. The, oh, it's the coil. Stops the egg. Yeah, yeah. Attaching yourself to the it wall. It looks like a little something. umbrella, like a little plastic umbrella with some copper around it. It could have been worse. It could have been a femidom. Yeah. <laughs> Never. I, I don't mind the ones. You know, the, the ash. You get a bit of your partners, your friends, whatever, their ash, and you can like have it suspended in some 
some resin, they put maybe a bit of glitter in it, you know, make a keychain, whatever you're into, but I'm not sure about teeth and definitely not an RUD. I like my, the idea of my bones being crushed back to carbon and then formed into a diamond with extreme heat. Oh, that sounds good, yeah. That's pretty cool, I've seen that. But Mike, not... what do you think? Uh, a bit horrified, to be fair. I don't see... I think he's speechless, he's made yeah. his open and everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's also turned a bullet casing from the bullet that a client's grandfather shot himself with into a piece of jewellery. That's me. That's a bit macabre, isn't it? Yeah, I want the... Ah. You know the bullet that killed Grandad? I want that in the, in the jewellery, please. Like, nice ah. big ring. <laughs> Ooh, a bullet ring. Yeah. Ooh. I was thinking pendant. I was. Is that a bit, a that, bullet pendant, yeah. That's not as gruesome as teeth. No. I know it killed somebody, but, it, you, you know, what, what are you going to do? Put it on the mantelpiece, that's the, you know, it's talking piece, icebreaker. Yeah, hey, what's that bullet round your neck? Well, this killed me, Grandad. <laughs> yeah, I've carried it with me. He's, he's, you know. uh, his ashes are in the case. <laughs> uh, his testicles like around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a bit of a turn-off if you're on the pool, though. What, your Grandad's testicles are in your neck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All his ashes. <laughs> Would you have seen the sack so it just sort of sags? Oh, fucking hell. They get a bit droopy as you get older, don't they? No. <laughs> You're trying to tell us something. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that's why I can't wear shorts anymore. <laughs> well, I can be in the Navy. <laughs> you can. <laughs> God, I can just see you on a rocking Royal Navy warship and the Russian jets are flying over and you're like... I surrender! Comrade! <laughs> Comrade! Don't shoot! <laughs> Seaman Martin, why are you wearing that furry Russian hat? <laughs> Gdansk. Hat in Poland. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Dosvidanya. I don't know Russian. Dosvidanya, comrade. Uh, I understand Dosvidanya. Oh, yes, I think. One of the two. Dosvidanya. I shoot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> this Wessel, because you're going to do like, like thinking for Star Trek, haven't you? Mm. This Wessel, because you couldn't say Vessel. Mm. Yeah. This Wessel is now under the control of the Red Army, comrades. Yeah. He's in stage of mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sad day for the Navy. It will be if they let me in. I don't think they'd ever let you in. No. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that one there, right? You, listen, if you find the article, it's on the Daily Mirror UK. There's one, it looks like something that looks like Sauron's fucking eye. That yeah. thing does. It's a ring, isn't it? And that's yeah. a molar. Oh no, it's it's not for me. If any if you even any of you get a fucking jewellery made of my teeth, I'll fucking haunt you. Okay. There's no chance of that, so we'll no, we're both quite grossed out by it, so yeah. I think we're good. Well, I mean testicles, I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fine pair of balls it would be. You'd be complimented on them. Night like your balls. Thanks, Sarah, friends. <laughs> That's what he wanted. <laughs> Actually, I want to be taxidermed and put in the corner. <laughs> Turned into a fridge. Uh-huh. Oh, they'll never get your eyes right. What they'll if end he... up peering at us. <laughs> yeah. From whatever angle, what I'll always he... be watching. What if he dies at stall? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do something in my face. <laughs> a bit strange. <laughs> uh, but still, yeah, teeth. I don't go for teeth. It's not for me. No. Or eyes, for that matter. 
Mason, nah, nah. Just ashes, man. Just do stuff with ashes. Snort them. Granddad was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Granddad was a notorious drug addict, so I snorted him. Um, <laughs> I mixed him up with the coke. What he would have wanted. Right. Lads day out. Seven bullocks take over East Yorkshire town after escaping from a field. <laughs> bullocks, eh? Yeah. The seven young lawn bandits were seen munching on people's gardens while one looked tempted to try out another residence uh, on a trampoline. Oh, I want to see a bullock on a trampoline. Yeah. He's proper looking at it. He's eyeing it up. He's like, how'd you get in there? What oh, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BBC journalist Dave Harrison photographed livestock tearing up the town before they were rounded up and returned home. Posting the photos on Twitter, Mr. Harrison said, uh, Cow chaos on, on Woodland Road in Beverly at the, um, this morning. At least seven cows have managed to get themselves very lost and are now tearing apart lawns. They'd have all my, um, what's it called, wouldn't they? All your flowers. All my flowers. I'd be like, what the? Chasing after them. <laughs> I would. So he added, uh, they've run out of grass on Woodlands Road, so now they're having to take a jaunt up Atkinson Way. Fewer lawns, but the lampo seemed popular for a good scratch. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but the boys' day out soon came to an end when they were rounded up by Zoe Bell, the... Nethod? Nethod. I, I don't know how to say that. Is that like a, a shepherd, but for a, for cows? Neethod. Neethod, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. No, no, no. I've never heard that word before in my life. Well, you wouldn't call them a shepherd, would you? No. So it should be, yeah. Who looks after the livestock at Beverly Westwood? Maybe it's a typo. It's meat herd. Meat mm. herder. Meat herder. Or nerf herder. <laughs> nerf herder. Did one escape? It says that is all except all one. All except one, yeah. So there was a stray cow that hasn't quite got the memo that they're all off home. This is the cow equivalent of going for the to the bar and returning to the dance floor with your mates nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I love it. Oh. And they're quite cute. You got the message in the end, they got him back. Bless him. I don't want more cows roaming the streets. Because we're quite rural, it only takes one turd to not lock a gate or, you know. Oh yeah. Not someone doesn't follow the countryside code. Yeah, you'd have cow shit everywhere as well. Well, we spoke about the Middle Ages, it'll be fine. Yeah, we, pigs everywhere. And squalor. <laughs> you know, the streets will literally be running with shit. We'll all be getting fucking Covid and shit then. Off Worse. the cows! Cow Covid. Yeah. Covid. Covid. <laughs> you get a bunch of pigs, you? you get swine flu from pigs, you get HN, whatever it is, some bird flu. Yeah. Birds, obviously. I like, I'd like a bit of, you know, proper feel old school with farm animals just knocking about. I think that's, it. yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I, don't, I hate these big giant fucking warehouses where they keep animals in and make them suffer. It's disgusting. You know, I'm all for little farmsteads and stuff everywhere, yeah, but I prefer to be kept in their pens and not shitting everywhere. <laughs> bit of a health hazard. Yeah. Well, maybe not have them roam the streets, mm. but. Are you watching Clarkson's Farm? No. On Amazon. It's quite funny actually. Because he knows nothing about farming. He's got this young lad with him, he's 21, and he just keeps calling him a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what did you do that for, you cock? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you have these roaming about, you know people are going to be nicking them, aren't they? Yeah, someone's going to end up with half a cow hanging up in their garage, aren't they? 
course they are. Steak. Oh, hello. Thousands of pounds worth of meat has just turned up on my drive. Hmm. Neither is that. Actually, the machete. People nick her sheep all the time, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes for other reasons. Hmm. If you're Welsh. Moving on. Yep. Gruesome cannibal killer who ate his pal walking free and wants to eat human flesh again. <laughs> Should he have been ever freed then? Doesn't seem like the uh, rehabilitation were particularly well. A gruesome cannibal who murdered and dismembered and ate a woman in 1981 has been a free man ever since and admits that he roams the streets thinking about indulging in human flesh again. A truly gruesome cannibal who fulfilled his childhood dream. Childhood dream? <laughs> Christ, when I was a kid, I wanted to play football for England and go to space, not kill people and eat them. <laughs> oh, God, he fulfilled his childhood dream of murdering, dismembering, eating a woman, is walking as a free man and wants to do it again. Point out the best thing to give an interview then. <laughs> Isali Sagawana uh, let his deep-rooted desires take hold of him in 1981, 31 years after he first thought his classmates' thighs looked, quote, delicious. You meant to kiss him, not fucking bite him. <laughs> no. Jeez. The monstrous cannibal claims that the media's representation of Western women like Grace Kelly is what sparked his cannibalistic fantasies. But instead of sexual desire, he dreamed of eating their flesh. I don't think Grace Kelly ever did any cannibal movies. I mean, I could be mistaken, and I don't know what went on in her private life, but... Who was Grace Kelly? She was a famous actress back in the sort of 60s. Pinter isn't she? Yeah, I think so. I can't yeah, picture very, her. Yeah, very, very pretty young lady. His first victim was Renee Hartevelt, a Dutch student who was studying alongside Sagawa in a Paris university where the Japanese native had recently moved. Uh, he built up a close relationship with her and invited her over to his house for dinner multiple times. He had a failed attempt of killing her once when his gun misfired when her back was turned. <laughs> Instead of giving him a moment of clarity, Sagawa says he became even more hysterical and knew that he simply had to kill her. The next night he did just that. The gun fired properly this time and the young Hartreveld was killed instantly. Wait up, so... The first night she's round at dinner. I know. She's got her back turned. He goes to shoot her in the back, and the gun just clicks. And then he's like, "Fuck, fuck! I must hide it before she knows what's going on." Oh, it didn't make an explosion or. No, it didn't. It just didn't go off. It just had a misfire. Is it like you just trying to shoot me? Yeah. Uh, Nah, this is this is just a BB gun. Oh, okay. I'll go now. I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. A fleeting moment of remorse reportedly turned into an overpowering sense of elation for Sagawa. He gruesomely called, I thought about calling an ambulance, but then I thought, hang on, don't be stupid, you've been dreaming about this for 32 years and now it's actually happening. Sagawa then proceeded to violently rape and cut open the Dutch student's corpse. The first thing I did was cut into her buttock, Sagawa said. Uh, No matter how deep I cut, all I saw was the fat beneath the skin. It looked like corn and it took a while to eventually eat the breach the red meat. The moment I saw the meat, I tore off a chunk of my fingers and threw it into my mouth. It was truly a historic moment for me. The monstrous cannibal claims that his ultimate intention was to eat her and didn't necessarily want to kill her. Well, unfortunately, the two pretty much go hand in hand. Yeah. I don't know what that noise was then I heard on the mic, but it genuinely sounded like a foghorn going off. Did it? (laughs) 
Can't hear anything there. Use this burp. We are not near the coast, listener. Mm-hmm. He described his impulse as a fetish and said that his desire to, is to devour flesh is simply an extension of the normal sexual desires non-cannibals feel towards their partners. No, it's not. <laughs> he looks like a bit of a psycho. He does it. look a bit of a nutcase, doesn't he? That first photo in the turtleneck. Never true. <laughs> Turtlenecks are only worn by secret agents or cannibals. Yeah. There's no in between. Or French philosophers. Oh, yeah. They've usually got a beret on too, though, haven't they? <laughs> They're more easily just indistinguishable. Mm. Two days after Harbelt's killing, Sagawa had eaten or frozen most of her pelvic area. I don't want to know why he kept the pelvic area. He stuffed her legs, torso and head into two suitcases and called a cab to dispose of the evidence. Oh, I didn't eat them. That's a good question. The cab driver was asked to drive to Boy de Bologna Park, which featured a secluded lake inside it. The plan was simple. Sago was to walk through the park unnoticed and drop the suitcases into the lake. Unfortunately for the cannibal, horrified park-goers noticed blood oh. leaking from the suitcases <laughs> oh and alerted the police. When questioned, Sagawa told her, the police, I killed her to eat her flesh. Imagine being caught in the act, you know, it's all dripping from everywhere. <laughs> you're like, I'm like, you know, sitting there, you're like, go for your husband. Oh, see that guy? He's got Blood, like, coming out of her bags there. It's not suspicious. Nah, it's not suspicious at all. Issy Sagawa spent the next two years in a French prison awaiting his trial. When the day finally came, the French judge declared him legally insane and unfit to stand, dropping all charges and ordered him to spend the rest of his life in a mental institution. Then, when he was deported back to Japan, he was set free. Due to the charges being dropped, the court documents are sealed, which meant authorities in Japan couldn't receive them, leaving them with no choice oh. but to let Sagawa out into the world Technicality. again. Oh, bloody red tape, eh? Because the judge declared him legally insane, unfit to stand, and they drop all charges, mm-hmm. sent him to a mental institution. But he goes back to Japan, the court documents are sealed because the case was dropped, which means Japan couldn't receive... The ruling. Well, there was no ruling, was there? Well, no, well, there was. It was, you know, but yeah, they might just go, well, you didn't tell us what to do, so. Yeah. He goes to Japan and there's no evidence that he's ever been tried in a court because the charges were dropped. Yeah. He's a free man. <laughs> but surely they know that he's he's been living in a mental institution for some time. And the reason he's in the mental... You know, it's just... I don't know, but I mean, did they send him back to Japan to go into the mental institution or did they keep him for a bit in the French one? It doesn't say, does it? No, it doesn't. They just sent him straight back. You'd have thought so. It's like, right, lock him up, send him back. And there's a technicality in Japanese law or something like that. There's always these little... Not every country's got the same laws, have they? They're all... Some of them are slightly different. Sometimes there's technicalities, sometimes there's loopholes. The Americans have that plea bargain system where if you're guilty but you make a deal, you can get a lighter sentence. So there's, there's different things in there. You'd think everyone would just have the same fucking laws, really. Make things easier, wouldn't it? Different cultures, isn't it? Yeah. Pro- proper Hannibal Lecter, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Hannibal, to be fair to him, only ate the rude. Mm. Okay, hold on a minute. We've got some bit more here, information. Oh, yeah. So uh, in 1986, he walked out the mental institution and has been a free man ever since. To this day, he roams the streets of Tokyo thinking about indulging in his dark past again. 
Sagawa said that his drives are the most pronounced around June when women start to wear more revealing clothing. He admitted that days ago we saw women with a really nice derriere and it made him think he wanted to eat someone again before he dies. Oh, fuck me. Something's got to be done. I know you can't just come out in the paper and say this and surely there's a crime against that, is there? I don't know. But until he does something, it's you're, you're not, only, is it? Yeah, you're only expressing that you'd like to. Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, what they're going to do, we're going to lock, go and get yeah. him and go, I hear you've been thinking about uh, killing true, and eating yeah. girls again. And he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about it. You know, I haven't done it yet. You're the only guilty once a crime has been committed. But he should be in a mental institution. That's, that's, yeah. that, that's, a, that, that's what the judge said. I think that is, you know, the bare minimum. Yeah. Personally, I just he's, he's right. I don't know if he's on an appeal. I'm sure he's, he's got a right to that, but I can't see it succeeding. He's admitted to eating and dismembering a, another woman in the past. And he's, you know, doing declared insane. Yeah, he's saying he wants to do it again. Mm. Madness. Well, if, he, if he'd come to this country, he'd be on the sex offender, offenders register, wouldn't he, as well? Because he'd rape the, the corpse as well. I don't know about the 80s, he didn't have it then, did we? Hmm. I think there was always some kind of sex offenders was register. There? I'd have thought so. I'd have thought there'd have been something. Was one eyed dick on the <laughs> sex register? <laughs> Maybe. One eyed Peter that lived in the woods near us. That was an urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> I seen him. I didn't. Oh, yeah. And do you know there was a one-eyed pedo that lived in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> and do you know he was a pedo? Your parents told me, warned me about him. Yeah, that's to stop you going into the woods. <laughs> no, it was the thing. There was a, a guy that lived up there. I don't know if he was a pedo, but did sort of have one eye. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. We lived on the same street. You just repressed it, you are. Something happened with you, didn't it? <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I keep insisting so loudly that I'm a sodomy free, it's a reaction. You want to show me the doorway touched you, man? <laughs> mm, not really, no, I'm quite happy with it being repressed. I enjoy my, uh, my, my casual alcoholism. Well, well alright. Leave it on. Leave it on then. <laughs> Why are there dangerous levels of arsenic and lead in American baby food? Why indeed? An investigation found that popular baby food products are tainted with dangerous levels of chemicals, yet not enough has been done about it. Of course they're not bothered just dumbing down the population, isn't it? You know, lead's not good. No. It impairs your cognitive reasoning uh, abilities. Yeah, this and is arsenic. arsenic. And arsenic does. An investigation by the US Congress earlier this year found that commercial baby food sold under the brands Gerber, Beech Nut, Earth's Best Organic and Happy Baby That's a very happy to me if they're getting that are tainted with up to 91 times more inorganic arsenic, 117 times more lead and 69 times more cadmium than the Food and Drug Administration's maximum allowable levels in bottled water. Why didn't they shut them down then? You tell me. Recall? Yeah. No. And there's three other companies, Walmart, Campbell, mm-hmm. and Sprout Organic Food refused to cooperate with the investigation. Well, Walmart doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Campbell, though, don't they make the soups? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might eat their soup again. The House Subcommittee on Economic and Consumer Policy, which released its findings in February, said it was greatly concerned that those companies quote, lack of cooperation might be obscuring the presence of even higher levels of toxic heavy metals in their baby food products 
and their competitors. Well, that's horrifying. It is. What are they doing? You see, if we had cows just wandering around, we could kill one now and again, we wouldn't have this problem. Just, you know, make some delicious beef slurry for the child to eat. <laughs> so they've done this um, investigation, and then they're taking it to them and going, and they're just saying, no, 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 that's, you know. It's putting nah, the fingers nah, in their ears. Yeah. La, 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 I can't hear you. La, 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 la. The investigative report also notes in August 2019, the Trump administration received and ignored an industry presentation to federal regulators revealing increased risks of toxic heavy metals in baby foods. Heavy metals! Under Biden, the FDA has taken some modest steps towards acknowledging this alarming public health issue. In February, the agent issued a statement saying that since 2011, manufacturers have made significant progress in reducing arsenic in infant products. Oh, that's all right then. They made significant <laughs> progress. That's okay. What was it before then, if it's these fucking <laughs> levels? Reminds me of like when Domino's said, we use real cheese on our pizzas now. You're like, what the fuck were you using before? What were they using before? Exactly. <laughs> well, as long as they're making significant progress. Like, no, they haven't said that they're stopping it. They're just making some progress towards stopping it. That's incredible. Yeah. There's no timeline. There's no clear commitment to removing toxic heavy metals from baby food. Great. I want to know how it's getting in there. Oh, yeah. Are they not testing it before it leaves, you know, the factory or...? Apparently rice. Mm. Rice has a certain amount of arsenic in it anyway. You're meant to wash it when it's dry. Then you, you put it to boil, don't you? And then you wash it again once it's boiled. I don't wash it the first time. Don't you? Meant you? To... You're meant to wash it first, yeah. Ah. My God, Mike, you've been eating rice laden with... Well, that stuff, arsenic. Yeah, well, I smoke anyway, so I'm probably getting arsenic from that as well. Mm. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Yeah, shut up. These are kids, these are babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's gonna... shocking. Yep. It's going to affect your development, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Over time. Cool. Especially if there's lead and stuff, because I mean. Yeah. I read an early, really interesting theory, actually. The reason that so many of the boomer generation are so um, could be considered quite self-centred nowadays mm-hmm. is and unable to have their minds changed to debate right. is because of the amount of lead they received when they were children. Lead-based paints, all the leaded petrol in the cars, in the air. Mm. Yeah. You know, lead was in a lot of stuff back then. Lead pencils. Yeah. Our parents are pretty much lead-poisoned. To some degree. Yeah. I'd explain a lot, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, think about it. No, it's only a serious yeah. note. I genuinely mm. think it's a possibility. That's why everyone's getting Alzheimer's, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that could peter off, though, couldn't it? It would peter off for us, because they didn't use leaded pencils for us. Yeah. We didn't have lead-based paints. Uh, leaded petrol went out when we were quite young. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see in, in, you know, in a few years, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like people that get Alzheimer's that weren't subject to a lot of lead products. Mm-hmm. But now we've all been subjected to Roundup, which is that fucking carcinogen, isn't it? Oh, the weed killer. Yeah. Well, the weed, you've been killing Mike. No, it's used by councils. It's only parks and, you know. I was going to say, you live in a flat. It's not <laughs> like yeah, where was the last time you went to the park? Oh, I walked out to the shop. There's, there's council grass everywhere, isn't there? 
and bushes and things that have been sprayed. Mm. It's everywhere. You're not sniffing it. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat the grass, <laughs> Mike. I'm going to eat something. I'm eating myself. Hippie eating the grass. Hey, have you eaten a butter? You're sitting outside. <laughs> <laughs> If you thought I'd keep me off going for quite a while. <laughs> it would become increasingly difficult to actually cook yourself though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, take a bit off at a time, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess so. Arm, Plus left, left is your head and first. your torso. You need an arm. <laughs> you need one arm, yeah. Gotta work the arm. You need your teeth. I said a man with no arms and no legs wants a cigarette with his teeth. Was he? Yeah. Well, that's great. It must have taken him years though. He wasn't just instantly good at that. You know, have you ever tried using your teeth to cut your own arm off <laughs> with a saw? No, I tried tonight. I know I <laughs> if England loses, to see my black yeah. axe on his mouth to cut his arm off. <laughs> I don't need any more. <laughs> oh, well, that's tragic. All right, last one. Man who said he died for 23 minutes describes foul hell where demons ripped his uh, apart flesh. So it's pretty fucking metal, oh. though, isn't it? Oh, no way. So he's like, had a... Had a... I think he had a heart attack or something. So, Bill Boyd says he was uh, taken on a truly terrifying 23-minute journey to the depths of hell where he heard millions of people screaming in smoke-filled dungeon. Who's in there? Who's in there? a fucking metal club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a BDSM club? I mean, come on, who does he know? So he claims he had an out-of-body experience when he woke in the middle of the night to get up for a drink. No, mate, you had a stroke. <laughs> Bill told the TCT network that he was pulled from his body and travelled to hell through a long tunnel. Yeah, you had a cerebral, cerebral incident and you should go and see a doctor. Oh, he's on drugs. Mm. Yeah, maybe. He said, it was getting hotter and I landed on some stone floor in a prison cell in hell. There were stone walls, bars like it was a dungeon, a filthy, sinking, smoke-filled dungeon. Or he was, like, off his tits and ended up in a BDSM swingers club. <laughs> I think he's just had a bad dream or a night. Yeah, night. <laughs> a nightmare. He's had a proper night terror or something. Yeah. I think he's had a stroke. He says, I think he's, like, he's had some kind of seizure. I woke up in the night to have a drink and I, like, I woke up on the floor. You're like, yeah, you're on a fucking seizure, mate. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, I'm sure we've all experienced that at 3am once or twice. No, no, no. No, to be fair, you know, I, I, legitimately, I, got up, I had to get up and have a drink this morning at 3am. Yeah. Right? And I definitely didn't see hell at any point. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it doesn't happen to me. No. Well, he, uh, the creatures Bill encountered had uh, a ferocious demeanour while he saw two enormous demons in his in his cell. Well, he's got his own cell. Well, that's something. Hmm. I mean, hell would be crammed in with other people, wouldn't it? At least I've got my own cell. Ah, uh, but he's, that's just the holding cell. Wait yeah. till he, he tells you where they're going. Oh, right. Oh, no, the, the monsters were blaspheming. Oh, that's very I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I was just like, is that a word? <laughs> blaspheming. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. It's a uh, cursing garden. Yeah, God damn you, holy shit, Jesus. Fuck Jesus. He said that the heat was unbearable. He wondered um, how he could be alive and why am I here and how did I get here? All right, I've got this. 
the slow cooker was on. <laughs> he went face down in front of the slow cooker, had his seizure, <laughs> the heat coming off it overnight, it must have made him sweat. Maybe. Well, he said that they uh, directed hatred towards God and towards me. Wow. One demon picked me up and threw me into a wall of this prison cell. Huh. No, it's just a bad dream, isn't it? I felt like I had broken bones, he said. Now I know a spirit doesn't have bones, but I felt that way. Hmm. Great. I can't believe the demons, there's like, my God, those demons were so evil, they were blaspheming. <laughs> they weren't like eating someone's skin or, or whipping somebody until they screamed for murder. They weren't torturing people, they were just blaspheming. That was I think that's the worst thing to do in the Bible, isn't it? I don't know, I haven't read the Bible. You know what, maybe. It's probably up there, isn't it? It's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't blaspheme. Yeah. I think it's one of the main no oh, nos, isn't it? it. <laughs> and also, I think, obviously, worshipping another idol is pretty much a big no no, isn't it? Yeah, that's up there. Yeah. You ever hear of the Apocalypse of Adam, which is a book they found in 1946? Oh. Meant to have been written by Adam, where he claims that uh, basically God was killed by Satan and Satan is now in God's place. What do you write it on? Papyrus scrolls or something like that. Scrolls. Is it? He was meant to be 900 years old when he wrote it, so I'm not going to say it's authentic, <laughs> but it's a really interesting theory. Yeah. yeah he wrote it for his son, Seth. Mm -hmm. uh, who was actually Adam's son. Cain and Abel weren't Adam's. They were actually conceived when Satan raped Eve. Ah. Which is why they turned out to be such bad eggs. Seth was legitimately Adam's son. There's still a religion called Sethism. It's a minor oh, sect. I've never heard of Seth in the Bible. He is in there. Yeah, yeah. Adam's son. Yeah. Oh. Mm. It's an interesting idea. It's going to be an mm. episode one day. Quite, I like it. I like the fact that Satan's actually masquerading as God and that's why everything's a bit messed up. Makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Well, none of it makes sense. because it's, because, because, it's well, not, it makes no, sense. because it's not true, obviously, because religion is a fairy tale, but, you know, it's an interesting spin yeah, on the spin fairy tale. I'd yeah. like to see, it's, you know, it's, it's like a what it's if. dark side, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's a what if episode, isn't it? It's interesting. Oh, well, thousands of people in a pit screaming and burning. It's just a Ramstein concert. Uh, <laughs> they look like skeletons. They just watch some scary films near something. He's had some scary. Then he's had a seizure. <laughs> Next to the slow cooker. He said there's various degrees of punishment and he was kept in isolation, describing the stench of hell as a most foul, putrid, disgusting odour. He eventually woke up safe and sound and wrote a book about his truly terrifying trip, 23 Minutes in Hell, which became a New York Times bestseller when it was published in 2006. Some reviewers were sceptical about the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah, what do you reckon? Well, yeah. I, think he's, I think he's making things up. I think he's made some money out of it, hasn't he? He's got it. That's it, innit? Yeah. And now he's... Uh... Retelling yeah. his tale to sell more copies of his book. That's it. Twenty, you know, a twenty-three minute trip to hell, and he managed to get a book out of it. Yeah. Let's have a look at how much it is on Amazon. Let's do some live research. Mm. What was it called? Twenty-three minutes in hell. Twenty-three. Yeah. Got to be a tenner, at least. Oh, uh, uh. bargain bin. 
99p. <laughs> £9.79. There we go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm What's good. the reviews? I'm going to look now. It's actually got four and a half stars. <laughs> if you want it on a CD, it's 15 quid. Oh, it's coining it in. Oh, here we go. £3.48 for, from new and used. Christian, is this classed as Christian fiction? No, it's fiction, not fact. Mm. Yep. He's got a couple of different markets, hasn't he? Well, that's it, but they, you know, they probably don't label the fact it's fiction. Right, well, that's the end of Weird News, then, for this week. It's been fascinating. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid, don't join a cult, it's coming home, and don't have a seizure on the kitchen floor in front of the slow cooker, or you'll think you'll be in hell. <laughs> I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Oh, I've got to say, it's, it's coming home. <laughs> That's it. That's it, sorry.